You're listening to episode number 145 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, you can get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I've got a correction from our last show. (laughs) There's a reason why we named it Comma Placement, and that's because... Planet Hollywood, we reported that Planet Hollywood you paid reported. out a quarter of a billion dollars w- within the, the two weeks that they had, they had been hoping. That was a that was a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> slight difference. Yeah, just slightly. Just, just slightly a little different. <laughs> the problem is, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars, that's noteworthy. Like, that's newsworthy. I see why that would make it into right. our show. Three quarters of a million. I'm like, I mean, I'm sorry. They if they give if they give away seven hundred fifty thousand in two weeks, that's that's a good chunk of money to be given away in two weeks. Well, it was uh, it was only two hundred fifty thousand. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, no. Then that wasn't even noteworthy. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Tony was right. I mean, I didn't say it quite so harshly, though. Karen. I had it in my head; it was three quarters of a billion, so I had seven yeah. seven fifty in my head. So she's, that yeah. that was my bad. That was my bad. Sorry. She's so got part a, of she's got a bit of piss and vinegar in her tonight. Part, <laughs> part well, wonder why. I do. We're gonna find out. I, 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 <laughs> there's a there's a line from The Simpsons back when it was still good, where Grandpa <laughs> Simpson talks about. He said, "You know, in my day." When I was younger, I was filled with piss and vinegar. Now I'm old, and the vinegar's gone. <laughs> and see, right now it's just filled with piss. I just love that line, and I'll say that to people, and they have like they just stare at me, like they just they don't think through the humor of, of that line of what it, what it implies if you say now all the vinegar's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old yet, Tony. No, no way. No, no to the contrary. <laughs> Tony, have you listened to the on the corner podcast yet? I've never even heard of it. I it's, it's no, it's on, on the corner of main street is what it is. Mm, that's Jonathan Jossel's podcast. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I've heard of it, but no, I've never listened to it. It's yet. really good. I, I, I recommend it. They've got some great guests on there. They have some great conversations. Uh, I just discovered it about a week ago, and it's uh, it's really good. I wanted to make sure that if it wasn't on your radar that I put it there. Consider it added, my friend. Right. 
uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just so that I can take time to literally do it while I'm podcasting and not being totally in the moment with you. Why don't we start the show? He's Mark. She's Karen. <laughs> I'm Tony. And as always, if we start with Random Vegas, then I give Mark a few minutes to talk and I'll start adding this to my uh, podcast. <laughs> Random Vegas. Brilliant at the Neon Museum uses the largest augmented reality experience of its kind, designed using 24 3D stress. 3D sound speakers, 3D sound, surround sound easy is what for I want to say. Easy for you to say. I'm fighting. And eight projectors emitting a total of 80,000 lumens of light to eliminate unrestored, non-working signs in the North Gallery. I got that from at Neon Museum. Um, and I know they've, I think they've redone the show since we saw it. I, I did see a behind-the-scenes documentary that said that they wanted to change it up from time to time which i i get but even when we saw it it was fantastic i was impressed with what they did because it was constantly and you're kind of in the round right so you're sort of always looking to say what's going on here what's going on behind you and the fact that these are non-working signs they did a really good job of making them look like they're working yeah it's really cool it's really cool have you i i asked you this before tony have you gone to brilliant yet? he's never been no, no. To the contrary, I, I have been out there. Oh, okay. I, I've I've seen it one time, and I I was absolutely blown away, absolutely blown away by it. And and granted, it's been it was for it was before a 360 Vegas, uh, you know, kicked off, where you know how we always meet up kind of in the the middle to. No, we oh, we start off, don't we? Never mind. That was bad. I was going to say, you know how we usually start off, and then we'll meet up somewhere downtown. That's not how it works at all, Tony. No, not it's even not. close. Because <laughs> brilliance yes, only done I, it. Now nice. I just sound like I sound like a liar. Like you caught me in a lie. No, I've I've been there, and I would never have guessed that it was not actually lit up. Which is why there are times when I'll ask you guys about some of the new signs there. Now, is this really lit up? Like, didn't we uh, have the conversation that the Mulan, the Mulan sign is, is legitimately lit up with, right. with it neon? Is. Yes, right. it is. It's in the main because museum. You, it's it's not in the brilliant tell. section. Yeah, there's two different sections to it, but it is in the main neon museum, and it is lit. It is gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, the, okay. the the brilliant section. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump all over you there. But no, the brilliant oh, section no. is, again, the fact that none of them are working signs is incredible. You'd have no clue. You really, unless you unless you listen to this podcast, if you just stumbled upon the Neon Museum and took in a brilliant show, you would have no clue that it was not actual working neon. It's it's beautiful. It's absolutely it's breathtaking and it's almost. Um, for lack of a better term, I remember getting a bit of a clumped just looking, you know, <laughs> experiencing Aww. it. Right? Now there's a blast from the past with Dana Carvey. <laughs> what is the name of this podcast, uh, Mark? Uh, on the corner of Main Street. I don't. I, uh, and, and it wouldn't surprise me. It surprised me. Then Maybe it's oh, Corner it Main Street. What is, oh, corner Main Street. What is it? Uh, fellas. Mm-hmm. No, this is. Yeah, important. it's on the corner of Main Street. Okay, then it must not be in. Um, it must not be in Stitcher, so I'm going to have to find them on on the podcast on the Apple oh, Podcast gotcha, app, gotcha. which just enrages enrages me. Right. Tony's had drinks, kids. <laughs> Let's move into Twitter. For the first time in 40 years, Fremont Street has a new casino, Circa. From the minds that brought you the D and Golden Gate comes a game changer for downtown. 
Strip quality amenities aren't new to Fremont, but innovation that moves the needle this much has been missing for a long time. Brought to you in a way that only Maverick Heli can, Circa is the culmination of the Stevens Group's impact on the area, rebuilding Glitter Gulch in it as they see fit, and when you see the results, who are we to argue? Hmm. We're going to talk about this later, so there's not much to say right now other than check out the pictures on, on, on Twitter. They're, they are gorgeous, and it really is just from the views from the sky, uh, breathtaking and hard for me to really gra- wrap my head around how large of a swath of land this particular piece of property sits on. It's just, I can't wait to get to hear from you guys in a little bit on, on your experiences. Cause from, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be real frank with you. I have done minimal circa Twitter, <laughs> like you've been avoiding it. it. Yeah. 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 Because I, you've got a few comments in here, Mark, that I will, that I will agree with at the time that you d- divulge, uh, divulge them and talk about them on why I don't want to actually ruin it by looking at pictures on Twitter, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there real soon. I was going to say that, want- that had to be hard to do because Twitter, Vegas Twitter has been, been blowing up this week yeah. on everything Circa and not. Well, and I tried to make a point of only retweeting things that like, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't There's been so it. many people covering it that, right. you know, if you want to find out about Circa's opening, it, you can find it. It's not going to be hard. If you can't find it, it's due to lack of trying. So there's, I mean, there's so much out there right now. And especially for people, and I do feel bad for vo- folks that can't get here. Y- you know, I yes, this is like new exciting things happening and you can't be here to see it and you have to live vicariously, which has to be hard but then you could always just move here and you could wander down there anytime you <laughs> right. wanted to i'm just i'm just saying oh you make it sound so easy <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh do you have any other thoughts about the images mark or karen no no nope. right. well then as always we will link to the photo on our blog we'll feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, pinterest facebook instagram and twitter Let's get into the news. All right. This is exciting to get to talk about. This is the antithesis of discussing shootings on the Las Vegas Strip. (laughs) We are starting to see more shows, hallelujah, are returning to Vegas. MGM announced they're returning multiple shows to production starting November 6th. Those shows include Carrot Top, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, Fantasy at Luxor, Jabberwockies, David Copperfield, The Australian Bee Gees, and Thunder from Down Under. Also returning to the stage in November is MJ Live at Stratosphere, and The Rat Pack is back at Tuscany. No specific restart dates available for either of those, though. All right, all right. Um... You know, I got to concede, I'm not much, you know, I'm really not one for, and we've talked about this on the show before, uh, you know, I I love to gamble and I love to drink and that's why I like to go to Vegas. But for those one-off times where you do want to go see a show, 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I really don't have any interest in the Australian Bee Gees or Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> down under. But I would legitimately go see either Carrot Top and or David Copperfield and or Jabberwockies, uh, Jabberwockies in a heartbeat. And if you haven't, Mark, gone to see, I shouldn't say Mark, that's unfair, Mark and Karen, if you guys haven't seen the Rat Pack is back, I saw that my very, very first trip to Vegas back in uh, circa 2005, 2006, when it was still at, um, here's a bla- here's an awesome blast from the past name, the Greek Isles. Nice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about like just a sad and depressed uh, like venue. This place was... It was awesome to get to walk into. I'm oh, so, so you've I'm, actually I'm, been inside it. I just want to see what the inside looks like. Yeah. Oh, um, imagine just taking a whole bunch of sadness <laughs> and burning it to the ground and then just walking in. Uh, but no, it was, it, it was a really good show. It was a really good show. I would, I would in a heartbeat go back and see the Rat Pack is back um, next time in town. If anybody ever had wanted to go see it, it's just, it's, but I, I have such an affinity for that era and that time and the music that no. it's just all fun. I know, really? right? I've never, never heard I've that never from you, Tony. That. Well, I guess I could put that one on the list, too. The, the one show on this list that I'm like, really, this is what you're doing is Thunder from Down Under. Mm-hmm. Because the whole show, it, it, not the whole show, I've, and I honestly, I've never seen it. I haven't seen any of the Magic Mike, Chippendales, any of those, because it's just not my thing. Like, I don't need to see that. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also built on audience participation. And so how are you going to do that with social distancing? Well, they wouldn't be able to do that. These shows aren't going to be the way that they were. I know. I just... That's kind of the one that I'm like, I mean, Fantasy of Luxor, okay, they were always up on stage. There was never any kind of interaction going on anyway. Well, that, then they're clearly just going to eliminate the interaction. I'm just saying, I think you're you're missing the point of the frenzy <laughs> that some of the audience members go into about being a part of and getting up close <laughs> and personal with some of the Girl performers. Needs a schlong, slapping a there are face. some that do. I apparently am in the minority because <laughs> there's a lot of women that do. But yeah, that's the one that's, that surprises me that that one's coming back already. Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, Vegas Vic. Vegas Vic complete with waving arm, measures approximately two inches tall. The real 40-foot-tall sign was erected on the exterior of the Pioneer Club on Fremont Street in 1951. Modeled after the image used on a postcard by the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce in 1948, originally, not only did the sign's arms move, but every 15 minutes, it would say, Howdy, partner. The voice was turned off in 1966 for being a distraction while the movie The Professionals was filming in Las Vegas. It returned in the 1980s, but was turned off again in 2006. Vic's arm stopped moving in 1991, and in 1994, several feet were cut off the brim of his hat so he could fit under the Fremont Street Experience canopy. Today, while no longer presiding over a casino, Vegas Vic is one of the most iconic signs in Vegas history. This collectible mini version will run you $12. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20%, when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pin. 
this is fun. This is this is well worth talking about. We had a vital victory this past couple weeks. It started with a clearly marked tweet. Quote, gut punch of the day. Rumor is Sahara could close permanently in September. Permanently. Unquote. In response, Sahara filed a defamation lawsuit against Vital Vegas claiming his tweet had caused thousands of dollars in damage from vendors and guests concerned about the rumor because it was so fucking believable. (laughs) (laughs) They also took the opportunity to criticize Vital Vegas for not calling for comment despite being previously told that no one at the casino would talk to him. In response, Vital Vegas filed an anti-slap motion. Tony, can you explain what an anti-slap is? Long and short of it, it's where a corporation tries to shut down, particularly online, uh, negative commentary. Gotcha. That's a slap motion. The anti-slap motion that he filed is one saying, hey, you can't do this. Right. Okay. Correct. Saying I've got got a legitimate uh, right to phrase this, and not necessarily a... Uh, you know, a constitutional First Amendment right, although that certainly is part and parcel of the argument. It's just that you have the right to say things like, hey, I've heard this. This may be occurring. It, but in in the, in the litigious world that we live in today, people just want to file lawsuits to try to shut down that sort of and, uh, free speech. And um, what this yeah. type of lawsuit that Sahara filed was designed to be, hey, we've got a bank of in-house lawyers that we can we pay anyway so they can continue to file motions and tie up this little guy who doesn't have all of that in court and you know cost him thousands of legal fees and everything else fortunately to avoid that uh, last week a judge threw out sahara's defamation lawsuit against vital vegas that's what the anti-slap is when you file the anti-slap you're the person that had the lawsuit filed the little guy and it's like, look, they're just doing this to try to shut me up. They have no basis for doing anything else other than to shut me up. And the judge upheld it. Yep. Yay! Sahara issued a statement that they were disappointed in the judge's decision. <laughs> of course they were. So um, I've been, I, uh, I, I had a little bit of a back and forth. With, kids, do you mind if I go off on a little bit of a random tangent that I think you'll find interesting? Go right ahead, sir. Thanks, because I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> Clark County, I'm going to somewhat take you behind the woodshed with your technology. (laughs) Clark County lets you go to their website and you can research uh, lawsuits or just legal cases that are going through the Clark County courts. The problem, however, is if you want to view any of the documents that get filed in any given case, uh, not only do you have to create a username, like a, just a, a user to, to, to get access into it, um, you've got to pay for the documents and they charge something atrocious like a dollar a page, which in my in 2020, I think is unconscionable to charge somebody a dollar a page to be able to access something. Um you know, it, it, at least with Pacer, uh, which our attorney uh, listeners are, are no doubt familiar with, it's a federal, uh, it's a federal uh, database. Let's say that you can get access to federal documents at ten cents a page, and that I think is is. Listen, I, I appreciate you got to pay the, the the infrastructure costs, so I'm not I'm not looking for anything free. 
But in 2020, I think it is atrocious to be able to, to try to charge somebody a dollar per page for a document that you want to review. Because what I really wanted to look at is I wanted to pull up both um, Vital Vegas's answer to the complaint that was filed, as well as get a copy of the judge's opinion, because I wanted to read that, those two documents as well. I thought it might be fun to do a legal lounge based on that information. Mm-hmm. I got myself, I had a, I had a quasi pleasant email exchange with whatever the Clark <laughs> County um, <laughs> IT person is. And I, to the best of my knowledge, I still don't actually have access to getting documents. I've created my my, my user profile, but I still, to the best I can figure out, I still can't quite, uh, I've not yet been approved. Or if I've been approved to, to pull up documents, the website's so unintuitive that I can't figure out where and how I'm supposed to be pulling up these documents. Yeah. So it's my intention at some point I will do a legal lounge based on both um, the anti-slap measure that that Vital Vegas's attorney put forth and argued and ultimately at the end of the day won in the eyes of the judge but I think there's also a lot of value in doing a, um, a legal lounge segment on the judge's opinion because I think that not only will the listeners be interested in learning and hearing about why the judge ruled the way the judge ruled, I don't know yet that Vital Vegas is 100% out of the woods because I vaguely remember a charge, let me rephrase, a count in the complaint being um, tortious business interference which I did touch on in my legal lounge segment that I did do about defamation. So uh, there's more to be said out there. I just can't get stinking access to it yet. So I thought I remember reading an article, and again, this is just me going off memory, where like Sahara had listed four counts or four issues they had with Three were dismissed right off. Three were dismissed right off. thrown out. They were thrown out. Right. So I think the one is the one that the anti-slap the the judge yeah file you know agreed with and threw it out. So I I think I think he's in the clear. He is okay. 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 Good. And as a side note for Tony, yeah. And I'm volunteering this for Mark that you probably want to cut this out of the show. If it was a cost to the pages and Mark thought it was worthwhile, he might be able to you know pick up that cost for you. Just for I had, show funds. I had every intention of just paying for it up front and then submitting the receipt to him for <laughs> reimbursement. Through, <laughs> awesome. Through the, through the page. Because I knew that this would be something that uh, not only would just you and Mark be interested in, which I figured oh, I that think, in yeah. itself is good enough reason that you guys would reimburse me for the cost, but it also turns into content that becomes wonderful um, uh, Patreon supporter content Scott because I know our, our, our members will want to know that. You know, when, when Scott, when this was dismissed in Scott's favor, mm-hmm. this wasn't just about Scott. I mean, he was the one on the front line, but this has to go with everybody that has a blog or a podcast or oh anything God. commenting on Vegas. I mean, this oh, was a huge win for the whole community. It sucked that, you know, Scott had to be the one with his neck out there. For, listen, I, I mean this sincerely. You know, listeners out there, Mark does give me a script ahead of time. And Mark and I will talk about some things so, at first during through email, because that's just kind of how we communicate first thing, you know, on Friday mornings when I get the script. But then Mark and Tony and Karen all kind of have a fun 5, 10, 15 minute conversation prior to even 
mark clicking the record button and recording the actual content that, we're, that we then post out as a, as a, oh, as a podcast. It's cute that you included me in that. <laughs> I'm not in that. <laughs> no, Come on. We do, you know? <laughs> and the thing is, though, is there will be times when Tony and Mark and Karen have a conversation about something that could be in the script that we go, you know, what do we think of this? Do we really want to phrase it that way? Is this what we want to say? And there are times when we on the spot will amend the um, the script for concern of exactly this. Exactly yeah. right, Karen. Yes. You know, it could have been, it very easily could have been um, Sahara versus 360 Vegas. I mean, it could have been, it could have been any See, casino Vegas And I don't think so versus. because I think we have the benefit and that we're smart yes. enough to have an attorney on retainer, apparently. Scott is, does not. He doesn't run his scripts by anybody. Well, no, he doesn't know the script. Then I totally <laughs> uh, concur. But I, your point's not lost on me, Karen. The, the, the point is, is we say things that, in theory, could get us into trouble. Oh, and yeah. one of the things that I did There's on There's a reason Patreon, I'm an LLC, again, as a reminder. Exactly. Is I fully expect to be sued one day for some shit, I say. That's right. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when, right? Right. right. <laughs> well... In this, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, I'm going to put in a cheap plug for my own legal lounge segments, which is to say that in this defamation legal lounge segment that that, that we did, you know, we talked about the um, the idea of what does it mean to to put things out there in the universe in the in the in the blogosphere or podcast sphere where you're saying stuff that you don't necessarily have a hundred percent confidence is right but you're not saying it to be malicious you're not saying it to intentionally right. deceive the listening audience right. and and there are times when we will say things perhaps flippant sometimes just to make a joke but sometimes we legitimately mean it and if we have to fear the things that we say on our podcast if we have to edit ourselves meaning literally just not saying it, and that's called a chilling effect in the legal world that is the worst type of censorship that the government sees is, is a scenario where somebody has the right to say something. Now, you don't there. And again, for Patreon listeners, you got to listen to it. Go back and listen to it again. There are limitations on what you can legitimately say and what you can't say. But by and large, when you report something and you say it's truly just a rumor, this is just something I've heard, and it sucks to hear this rumor in the light of COVID. I mean, you've couched it in 38 different scenarios that right, you're not right. alleged yep. to be true. Yeah, that I, I just thank you, Scott, for for. I'm sorry that you had to go through it. I'm sorry that you had to bear the financial burden and caught an emotional, you know, f- uh, stress toll of what that had to be like. But he he took one for the team. He did. Truly, he did. He did. And that that was when he was like, hey, this was because I, I tweeted something to him. And he's like, no, this was for all of us. I'm like, yes, but, you know, you were living this. So I, I thankful for him and, you know, glad that he he fought it. And yay, he won. Mark, I've dominated this conversation, buddy. As a person who really does hold 360 as close to your heart as you do, your friends and family. How, do you do you want to comment on this? I think you guys pretty much covered it there. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. There's really nothing more that I could add that wouldn't be rehashing. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, allegedly, or at least rumors are, Sands is for sale. It's being reported that Sheldon Adelson is exploring selling the Venetian Palazzo and the Sands Expo Center for an estimated six billion dollars. 
If the sale happens, it means Adelson won't have a property in the United States after selling the Sands Bethlehem last year. Asia will be the primary focus with properties in Macau and Singapore. The U.S. market only accounted for 15% of the Sands revenue last year. As a reminder, Sands dropped out of contention for a license in Japan, stating the market was unfavorable. I, I don't think this is going to be as big of a deal. I, I mean, it'll be weird, you know, like, oh, wow, Sheldon Adelson's not, so, not in town anymore. So there was a gut punch for me when I first heard this, saying, well, Sheldon Adelson can't leave Vegas. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, if Sheldon Adelson leaves Vegas, then maybe we can have, like, a, a free newspaper back again. Um, I, you know, it would be weird to not have Sheldon Adelson as part of the Las Vegas casino mm-hmm. scene. Right. But if he sells the Venetian, the Palazzo, and the convention center to one place, I mean, the whole reason that he's looking to do this is he doesn't, he can't foresee when conventions can come back to the level that they were. See, that seems so, such a short-sighted But he's also investment. like 89 years old, so he's getting ready to die. He's like, let me just get rid of this and focus <laughs> on where I want to go. I mean, that's honestly what it is, I think. You, I'll tell you, Karen, you, you may be more right than you realize. If his children were to say, you know, Dad, I don't have any interest in taking over the family business. I, I don't have any interest in getting involved in and in being a part of a casino operation in Vegas. He may just say, is it your preference then that I sell it for $6 billion and I just, you know, evenly (laughs) distribute it amongst you little, you know, heathen children? Well, but maybe maybe the son-in-law that was, you know, part of the company that bought the RJ might be still have an interest in Vegas. But other than that, yeah, I don't know why the rest of them would. At least they've been really hidden from this point, you know, past. If they've got a 22-year-old uh, granddaughter that's single and interested in middle-aged frumpy guys, I uh, I know a guy who could uh, I like how you fill qualify that the age, I, I like think, like it would matter. I think you might have to talk to the little misses about that one first. I don't I don't think that might be a good that's idea. Awesome. Oh my god, I'm a horrible human being. Let's move. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move into prop bets. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces and no. Noteworthy items. Hey, kids, Bacardi's (laughs) kicking in. Mr. Bacardi's coming to hang out with us. (laughs) Vital Vegas reports that the food court at Caesars Palace, thank God, is now closed. Holy shit, is this... If I have one gripe, I think the unclassiest thing about Caesars Palace was having a food court, but that's neither here nor there. I'll Seriously? Move on. Really? Uh, I thought they had yeah. some good venue, some good food menus in there. Uh, the only not- positive I've ever heard about that food court is the pizza was decent. I have yeah. never well, heard well, second, anybody it, else talk second, about. it had an Earl of Sandwich in it, so there yes, was... there you go. Oh, That's, okay, well, that I will miss. Yeah. That I will miss. But the rest uh, of fish, them, no, no, yeah, I, and it just seems to me like it's such a, and I, I don't mean this derogatorily, but I guess I do since I'm going to say it. I get there being a food court downstairs at Bally's, and I get there being a food court at the Flamingo. Oh, I, I just always struggled wrapping my head around a food court at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, I would agree with I, you. In in that circumstance, then, yes, I, I agree with you. It doesn't really fit with the motif that they're going for. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I viewed it as the people that were trapped inside there that couldn't figure out a way out. At least they could go someplace for reasonably priced food. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so funny. God, I love everything about your humor. <laughs> because you're 
you're right. It's such a terribly laid out casino. You're like, all right, it, I don't have the energy to try to find an exit anymore. <laughs> I'm going to need yep. some sustenance. Yep. I don't need to see the light. I want to see I'm, the light I'm of day, but I'm tired of trying to, to find here, it. But I'm hungry in the meantime. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, I've been trying. It just keeps on leading. Escape this casino. It so leads long. me back to the food court. <laughs> Fine, I'll buy a burger. <laughs> Official word is they are renovating the space. In the meanwhile, a mobile Starbucks stand has been erected in front of the Coliseum. That had better be temporary as fuck. It looks temporary. It's better be. It has to be. Because that's just... Like the first picture I saw that, and again, I don't like Caesars. I don't like anything about it. But when I saw the picture of a mobile Starbucks in front of the Coliseum, you're like, are you serious? You're going to put a Starbucks in front of the theater. That's where you're putting a Starbucks. I like the idea of Caesars. I just, the execution is wanted. Yeah. Put it, brother. Members of the LA Lakers were spotted in Vegas this week celebrating their most recent NBA championship. What were they? The, what was the NBA championship they were celebrating? The, the NBA championship. That they won the NBA they won. championship. Well, the well championship. that's the thing. That's like the name of it. Yes. Yes. Got it. You're the champions so of the NBA. Super Bowl. Of that, of that sports oh, no, ball. It, no, it doesn't have a Super Bowl. It doesn't have a, a no, name. Well, no, but so. The NBA Finals. But, okay, if Tony, if Tony understands what a Super Bowl is. Right. Yes, this is the Super Bowl for basketball. Got it. Okay, okay cool. Gotcha. All right, see? All right. See? You're making sports ball. I'm trying to help. Circa offers the famous Golden Gate 99 cent shrimp cocktail. However, it would only be 99 cents from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. with the purchase of a, a meal or an entree. On, an entree, thank you. The rest of the time, it is $11. Oh, my God. That's so not only is it just a relatively terrible. Listen, Anybody listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you a little bit of life advice right now. <laughs> if you're still up at 3 to 5 a.m., I guarantee you, you've been doing terrible, terrible things to your body. The last thing it wants, despite what your brain might tell you, the last thing your body wants is a shrimp cocktail. Don't do that to your body. But it's got the spicy cocktail sauce. Doesn't what that help? Oh, Listen, from 3 to 5 p.m., I would be all over that. But at 3 to 5 a.m., I guarantee you I will be spewing bits of shrimp cocktail all over Circa's freshly uh, 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 wallpapered hotel rooms. Well, thankfully, the rooms aren't open yet, so we've got a little while for you to get that under control. You say that now, but that just means... What happens when I'm not in a hotel room? <laughs> right. <laughs> Cromwell, the last strip. Okay, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Cromwell, the last strip property to reopen post-COVID shutdown. They reopened Thursday, October 29th at 10 a.m. It now claims to be adults only except for giadas. And I think I speak for everyone when I say, if only we could get casinos to be pet free on the casino floor because i think there's nothing more cruel than these poor little dogs that are sitting underneath people's uh uh, slot machine chairs getting stepped on uh by casino patrons when you put it that way i know right i was was totally ready to go i disagree with you tony and then he phrased it like that i like it when i see dogs walking through casinos although i i do have to say this and this was brought up by some co-workers today of all the strip properties, Cromwell was the last one I ever saw kids in. Right. Ever. 
So I mean, for uh, them I'm, to go yeah. twenty-one and over, that's not a big deal. No, it's yeah, that was a that was a very easy lift. I mean, honestly, it probably makes it easier for them to keep the eighteen to twenty-one year olds or eighteen to twenty year olds out of the um, Dreas Day Club pool, pool yeah. thing, which you know I'm, I'm fine with. But yeah, that's, that's not such a big deal. God, you sound old in that. I'm old. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like that old that that pool thing that they do on, on the, <laughs> the top one, that those kids do. The one that I've never wanted to pay to go into or wait in line to get into or any of that that I've actually never seen. Yeah. Right. No, I don't sound salty about it at get all. Off my lawn. <laughs> Good for you. Oh my god, honey, I'm gonna be old officially. <laughs> <laughs> Paris had a power outage for two hours, trapping people in elevators and forcing the property to evacuate. This is the second time a power outage of this magnitude has happened in Paris. The last time was in 2016. This time, rodents are to blame. However, they weren't rodents on the property. They were rodents in a power station nearby. Oh, yes, that's probably important Oh, to that, is ex- that is excellent insight because I'm like... Oh shit! Yeah, I, no. I kind of like to stay at Paris, and now I don't like to stay there now. Yeah. No, no I, I I wanted to make sure I clarified that because I saw it in the notes it wasn't in there. It wasn't actually at the property. It was okay. at a power station power that was station. nearby, and it shut everything down. So look at this, Karen contributing to the show. Oh, is that so surprising? <laughs> yes. Never. <laughs> I gotta admit, um, it, first of all, it surprised me that it was 2016 that was the other. Uh, a power outage because I remember talking about it with you guys like it was yesterday. I like know, all right? the fun hypothesizing about what do you do when you've got money in the machine and blah blah blah. That's crazy that it's been four years oh, now. Shit, I keep forgetting about money in the machine. Right. I just oh. Listen, I I oh. am not inherently a nervous elevator writer. I know that there's a fair number of folks who are, and I totally understand and respect that. I uh, even this guy who is not a nervous elevator writer, if I'm trapped in an elevator, I I, I would probably be uh, wet myself because it's just it's one of those things where all of a sudden I think that uh, I all of a sudden start to think of all of those horror stories of, you know, what if the emergency brake gives out and what if the elevator itself starts to slip and uh, what happens, you know, when the ele- when the electricity comes back on, does it know that it's supposed to properly take me from the floor that I'm at to the floor I need. Just all of those things went through my head. As long as it takes you back down to the bottom safely and you (laughs) get out and breathe, you know, then you're fine. That's true. That's true. Mesa Grill is closing at Caesar's Palace in order to make way for a new Bobby Flay Italian seafood concept called Amilfa. Amilfa? Amalfia. Amalfia. Sure. (laughs) It's opening in spring. Mesa Grill will officially stop service November 15th. Have you ever been to Mesa Grill, Karen? I have. I, I didn't have a need to go back. <laughs> okay. I, so, so you're done with his Mesa Grill concept. I, I, I wasn't overly impressed with it. The food was fine. It was overpriced from what I remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And I just, I never had the need to go back. So I'm not disappointed that, you know, it's closing. I will admit that I'm skeptical about Bobby Flay doing an Italian restaurant because that's really not his wheelhouse. Sounds like it's more seafood with an Italian flair to it. it. Again, none of that's really his thing. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Not a, I'm not. I'm indifferent to this news would be a good way to put listen, it. No, listen to your tone. That's not indifferent. I, no, I'm indifferent because I don't really care that Mesa Grill is closing and I don't really care that he's opening a new concept. I'm not excited to go try the new concept. I'm literally indifferent to this whole thing. Huh. Uh, so I, Jen and I have been there, and um, 
uh, Karen, we're, 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 well, I was going to say we're lock, we're, we're lockstep with you on your, on your, <laughs> you don't have to be, but not fine. totally. We were not impressed with Mesa Grill and we have only been there one time. Uh, and it was either our first or second. And I'm literally, I just sent my wife a text message of was Mesa Grill our first or second trip to Vegas. <laughs> but regardless of whatever she says, Oh, I think it was not until later. Oh, she doesn't remember. So, uh, because obviously she doesn't agree with me. She's wrong. Uh, it, we, we, uh, we were not impressed by it. We thought it was okay. We didn't, we thought that the uh, Southwest flavors were, it was like they just took a whole bunch of McCormick shakers that they knew had Southwest oh, flavors contained in awesome. them and then just shook the shit out of them huh. over the fish and the chicken and the, you know, random things that we had ordered. But, but Karen, I don't know if you're much a, of a watcher of um, Beat Bobby Flay oh, on, yeah. on the Food Network. Oh, yeah. To me, if if I got to concede, I got a major man crush on, on Bobby Flay. That guy can oh. cook anything and it it never ceases to amaze me how many times he wins on just the most random one-off meals that is the 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 contestant the the opponent's like signature dish so i'm gonna give it a chance we're the wife and i have already decided that we will give his his um amalfi restaurant a chance whenever the next time is that we're out there that it's open so i love Um, i love that you use that you know um, McCormick seasoning shaker analogy because I think that's perfect. I do watch Beat Bobby Flay and I always root for people to beat him and I think it's bullshit that he wins as often as he does. Um, I'm not going to lie, he's a talented chef, especially when you put him in a competition style setting. I just don't know anymore if he is good enough for a restaurant style setting because I've never mm-hmm. been I've never been to a restaurant of his that I was like, oh my god, this is fabulous. Or did you ever try Shark at Palms before they closed? I didn't. That was on the list. I, I never got there. It's it's in my opinion, I think it's well worth it. It's it. it I, we I had a wonderful meal there. I mean, I'm, it, maybe this is just me because I I have been known to have certain opinions about chefs that sometimes are in, immovable. <laughs> right. So that, that could be. I just I don't like the guy. But Mesa Grill was not a winner. It no. was even my wife, who is a, a major foodie, said this was you were paying uh, you were paying uh, uh, menu prices to be able to say you ate at a Bobby Flay restaurant. Right. Yes, he's famous. Yep. So. No, totally agree. Moonshot.com is the place where you can find your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured shirt, Elvis Presley. And not just any Elvis shirt. The concert t-shirt available during his first run of shows at the International in August of 1969. The shirt features Elvis's name in what resembles the oversized can lights Elvis concerts would feature throughout the rest of his life because it was the 70s. But possibly the crown jewel of this shirt is the International logo located on the Top dead center of the shirt. Or at least that's what we have a hard time not looking at every time we see this shirt. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M00NSHOT, 
or go to the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner for moonshot.com. Okay. Adventure Dome at Circus Circus will offer trick-or-treating to park attendants who purchase admission on Saturday, October 31st from noon to 4 p.m. Halloween costumes are encouraged but not required. Candy will be distributed to patrons after riding each ride. I mean, I guess if you're getting off a ride and your tummy's already queasy, I guess it's better to get it afterwards. You can hold on to it than eating it before you get on the ride. So are, are you allowed on those rides to carry bags of candy on with you? Like I thought about a that. lot of rides. Like if you have a purse yeah. or something, you have to put it yeah, away. Can you carry your bag of candy on? You got to put so. it in a locker. The Downtown Loop Free Shuttle Service is returning to active duty with stops at Circa, the Strat, Mob Museum, Pond Plaza, and other places that are not casinos. The Loop runs Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., Friday and Saturday from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. As Boyd Properties downtown continue to struggle thanks to Hawaii travel restrictions, it was announced that Main Street Station isn't expected to reopen until, quote, sometime next year. The California's third quarter earnings came in at $17.5 million, 71% down from 2019. Wow. That's just amazing that, they, that, they've, that Hawaii accounts for that much. That's awesome. Uh, listen, I, I mean this sincerely. We talked about it on the last podcast, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it perhaps and come at it from a different venue or a, a angle. We don't need to worry about main street station not ever reopening do we or or at least not reopening until they potentially sell it off to a non-boyd owner do we because that's that's what that's my biggest fear right now there there's no hint of that right now good i I just the thought of i you know part and parcel of why i'm a, a fan of boyd is because they own california main street station and i love the fact that i can take my it's you know it's the reason why i'm such a fanboy for you know the caesar's properties or el dorado whatever you want to call them i love that when i'm on the strip i can walk from planet hollywood to paris to bally's to cromwell to flamingo to harris to link and and i'm using the exact same players card so they don't give a shit where i'm gambling per right. se right they just want to make sure i'm putting my money into their slots and and that's exactly what I worry about as it relates to uh, California and Main Street Station being owned by by Boyd is I can go to uh, Blue Chip Casino in Michigan City, uh, Michigan City, Indiana, which is about a two ish hour drive here from Lansing. And I know that my play at Blue Chip in Michigan City is going to net me, you know, free trips to uh, uh, California and, and Main Street Station. And I'm just it scares the living daylights out of me that they're dragging their feet like they are ab- about Main Street. It just I, I don't look at it as they're dragging their feet. I look at it as they're so think about it. If the Cal is down 71 percent. Is it worth reopening Main Street and adding all that additional labor when you can focus your your customers' play that are coming into one property? So I don't, you know, if they own Main Street outright, there's not a lot of cost other than security and a few utilities just to keep it up, you know, keep it there even though it's shuttered. I would rather them do that than open them both and have the total losses be an even higher percentage. Because if they were to open both and maybe, you know, the Cal is instead of 71% down, maybe it's, you know, 85% down. And so sure. is Main Street. So I, I view it more as um, they're, they're trying to focus the customers that they do have. I, I, I couldn't even attempt to say it better, so I shan't. 
Downtown Grand is now offering $1 blackjack during its table game hours of 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. daily. You ever played dollar blackjack, Tony? No, I don't think I ever have. Yeah, I, so I remember <laughs> it being offered at Sahara, and, and I just remember thinking... What's the point of this? What are, what are we doing here? I know. What, like, we're not really gambling if we're putting down a dollar, are we? Are so, we really impacting so anyone's bottom line? What you're saying is you really have a window. You'll you'll play five. You know, okay, you'll do ten. Fifteen right. is stretching it. Right. But a dollar, why even bother? Uh, yeah, so like, what, what, what are we doing here, folks? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What an astute observation. I, I guess maybe part and parcel of why I've never played a dollar blackjack is either what I, I would venture 90 percent of it is it's never just been an option for me uh but the other 10 10 percent is yeah what the fuck is the point well, and, <laughs> oh and probably, i'm up a dollar tony i'm gonna tip i'm gonna tip this winning over to my uh, cocktail waitress and quite frankly as much as i'm able to drink i'm not even you know i'm losing money truly <laughs> well and also tony to your previous point it's probably not offered at properties that you would typically play at mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not like you're going to get points at boyd or at you know caesars or one of those because none of them offer it you have to go to an sure. off property for you right. fair point you know it's interesting to me that downtown grand is now offering a dollar blackjack and i say that from the standpoint that i remember we've talked about it on the podcast before particularly when they when we were breaking the news that downtown grand was building an an additional hotel tower and amongst the three of us we were generally surprised that downtown grand had enough or believed it had enough demand to build a third hotel tower when just anecdotally anytime any of us together or separately have been to downtown grand we're like there is nobody here how in the hell do they need another hotel tower and and so to offer a dollar blackjack like they're currently doing leads me to believe that they're really trying to pull in more people to their to their casino floor is is just my how I choose to interpret this. I, I welcome any boots on the ground impressions or thoughts about this. The challenge, as I understand addition. it, is that they can fill up their hotel room, but yeah. they can't get people to gamble there. Right. So I don't I don't think filling the hotel was the problem. I, I think they they had uh, they had a need to build another hotel tower. And I don't know what this tower is. There a casino in the bottom of it? The casino is still the same size, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I know they added convention space, which would lead me to believe that that would be part of yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't think for for downtown Grand, this was about the casino and the gambling. This was about filling the hotel. I think so, Dollar Blackjack just confirms that they're still struggling with that casino. Park. Yeah. Well, now all the reasons that you could have filled the hotel are kind of gone. Because people aren't aren't traveling for meetings, they're not traveling for right. conventions, they're not traveling. So they, you know, poor downtown Grand, quite honestly, built this new tower based on the demand that they had that is now kaput. So it, it's going to be, yeah, I think that's going to be a challenge for them. And I think the dollar blackjack is a way to try to draw people in right. to the casino more. I guess it shouldn't surprise me if we look at is it Gold Spike that is that used to be a hotel casino. Right. They sold off or closed down their casino, and they're still doing a, to the best of my knowledge, a vibrant. Bri- uh, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Bacardi kicked in there. They're doing a vibrant business at Gold Spike just in selling hotel rooms. So that's that says a lot. Yeah, that they don't need the casino to to do as well as they're doing. Yeah, probably, but. 
Gold Spike is also a lot smaller. Vital Vegas reports that the Fremont Street Experience launched their latest Viva Vision show featuring Shakira. Shows are at 8, 10, and midnight. They're only every two hours? No, they they have a show every hour. Hers is only Oh, two. okay. Got it. Eater Vegas reports that Guy Savoy is adding a second brioche bakery location in November, this time in Paris, Las Vegas, near the reception lobby. The original location has been at Caesars Palace for four years. Which, Have you ever done the brioche bakery? Nope. But it speaks mm-hmm. a lot to the fact that Paris is not on the soon-to-be-sold list. Yeah. Never mind that Guy Savoy is also French, so that probably makes sense to have a, a location right. in Paris. MB Steak, the steakhouse formerly uh, located at Hard Rock, will remain at the property once it reopens as Virgin Hotels, but after rebranding. The new name, One Steakhouse. Wait, so is it really the same if they've given it a new name? <laughs> is it really different just because they've given it a new name? I don't know. I wasn't there when it was there before. Mind blown. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) To celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Martin Scorsese film Casino, the Mob Museum will have a temporary exhibit on the first floor with props from the film, an original script, and never-before-seen images from Oscar Goodman. The exhibit opens on November 13th. I'm all over that. And really related news, Tony will be in an airplane flying to Las Vegas on November 14th. (laughs) This this sounds almost too good to to pass up. I I almost can't not. I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to the wife about this, of course, but uh, she loves the movie as much or more than I do. So I don't know that it would be much of an arm twist to get her to, to convince her to fly all the way to Vegas. Uh, just for, you know, a 36, 48-hour uh, trip to be able to check this out. Everything about this sounds just unbelievably cool. Well, keep us posted. Oh, hell yeah. I, <laughs> better, better way to phrase it is you just let me know what day you guys plan on going. <laughs> it was announced that the strip will not have fireworks this New Year's Eve. New Year's typically attracts more than 300,000 people to Vegas. Plaza did, however, confirm that they will still have fireworks. What um, what number New Year's Eve celebration will this be for you guys living in Vegas? Your third. It'll be our third here. Yeah. And did you guys take into? Um, <laughs> no. No. We're, no. In, we're in bed before New Year's no Eve happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not normally. And honestly, so I I did have plans. Um, our dear friend Christina is super smart, and there is a. Mexican restaurant whose name escapes me that's in the fashion show mall and you can get a reservation there for dinner and then basically so you can park you know in the mall parking there at the fashion show mall which is not restricted getting in and out like all the other casinos are and when the fireworks are it's time to go off you can just walk out from your table and view all the way down the strip and see all the fireworks that's her genius plan and she's done it a few times, and I, I almost went one year, but I'm like, I just can't stay awake and driving down for all that, so I didn't. It's, 
I know it's sad. I really it sound old. I really that sound you do sound, old. That's, <laughs> but Mark I, I hasn't done that, it either. Come on, it's not just me. I, I'm not blaming. I'm not saying just you. You're collectively, you two have have, have settled into middle agehood quite well. Apparently, it's it's one of those things that I would think you should do one time. Obviously, 2020 won't be that year, uh, but it's worth doing one time. My my wife and I have done Vegas. Uh, New Year specifically for New Year's uh, one time and that was all we ever needed we've done um, Madison Square Gardens for New Year's one time and we've now done Vegas See, for New Year's one time and that's that's all that's all we ever needed we are and fortunately we did it in our young I say younger years we did it probably 10 years ago we did Vegas and uh, you know I just don't I'm old I don't have the patience for the people so so here's the thing we did 4th of July at Disney once yeah and was like oh my god get us the hell out of here the fireworks were great but there's just so many people and it's so crowded and when you don't like that many people and you don't like that crowded it's (laughs) very difficult to say hey let's go do this again right (laughs) now granted from a very short drive from our house we could have a bird's eye view of the strip and fireworks which i would be more inclined to do than to go down to the strip and see it so, uh, you know, we might do that if they're doing them downtown this year. I know a great lookout spot that we can go and see them, you know, maybe even walking distance from here. Right. So I'm more inclined to do that than to be in the middle of the throng of people and staring. Even pre-COVID. This has nothing to do with COVID. Oh, yeah. This no, has no, to no, just I, do with not liking crowds. We are, God, the, the four of us. You two, my wife and I, we're so freaking simpatico on so many things. It's, I'm seriously going to find a way to get the people next door evicted, and we'll just move you guys <laughs> oh in. Oh, my God. Right. Don't. God, I, there's there's almost literally zero excuse. Since I work for, well, if people know, people know. If you don't know what, where I work, you don't need to know. If you know where I work, uh, we're still working from home. And, and we We've been told we'll work from home at least until January 2nd. And let's be real honest. Dude. Ain't nobody going back to work. Dude. In come out here. We have a separate I, I, room, a separate office. We could, you, you can use my so, very desk. Come on. You would grow so weary no. of Tony and his wife after nope. about four and a half days. Nope. Nope. The kids would love it. He would love having you here. It would all be, no, you guys just need to come out. We would love, love to be uh, child sitters for your children in a heartbeat. We would do that. All right, let me move on. The Las Vegas Sun reports that MGM Resorts, uh, they're considering closing some of their strip properties, but just during the week. So relax, everybody. It's just during the week. This move could impact brands or certain hotel towers from mid-November through the holiday season. I guess that makes sense. I mean, what else? Yeah. If you're not really well, catering when, to anybody. Venetian Palazzo have done it. Wynn's done it. Yeah. It's, it's not surprising. When you look at MGM Grand having the, I don't know if they still do, but I certainly know for years and years and years, they had the most hotels, uh, hotel rooms in any uh, uh, hotel in the world. It's got to be atrocious to try to fill those on a random Tuesday or Wednesday night. Right. Yeah. And that's where I think the cost savings come in is if you don't have to have housekeepers and security mm-hmm. and everything else to maintain those, then just don't yep. just funnel them all into one property where you can still do the required social distancing or max capacity you're allowed what now or whatever but yeah and lastly the new virgin hotel signage was erected at the former hard rock this week in preparation for their january 15th reopening 
Still no progress on the Vegas-esque marquee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an interesting word. I hadn't heard that one before. Thank you. I may have invented it. I, I was glad that you had it because I remember reading it earlier today thinking, oh, if I've had any beverages, I'm never going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. surprise to anybody and this is gonna this this podcast is running a little long but you're gonna get your money's worth uh this is a 360 fhe or first-hand experience uh this is our experience to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of las vegas and share that experience with you this week you went out and explored circa i cannot wait please guys <laughs> tell us about your first oh, for, for the record this is this is all mark I was the night of the opening. I had to work the next day, so somebody was in bed before Mark even had to leave to go downtown. Well, but you, you, uh, so I was there for for the grand opening. You ended up going yesterday. We so did. I went yesterday, but you, but yes, but but you, this, but Tony wants to hear about the grand opening. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, it was. No, no, no. I want to hear about all of it, especially you know you guys have had dinner at one of the restaurants. I I can't wait to hear about all of this. Yeah. Well, you go first, Mark. All right. So it started off that I had to wait for an hour in the damn cold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the damn cold here in Vegas. Let, let's let's be clear. Which was, which was, to what to be clear? Uh, I don't know. Probably like sixty degrees, fifty degrees. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Probably. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, I had to wear my three sixty Vegas hockey jersey, so it was kind of my own and fault a hat. for only having that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's an awesome casino. It's two stories tall. It's a great space. It feels big, but it's yeah, it's got intimate spaces to it. It's got three two blackjack at all tables, but one. The sports book is absolutely enormous. The, the sports book is ridiculous. The whole place is built around the sports. It really book. is. Uh, pictures don't do it justice, and the mega bar might actually be too big. Uh, so the mega bar actually runs the entire Fremont Street Lake Fremont Street length of the property. Circa Bar, which is on the outside oh. of Circa. You know, just right. like uh, uh, Golden Gate's got the, you know, their outdoor bar. Yep. D's got an outdoor bar. So it, it they they match up with one another. So literally on, on the west end, you can look out the doors and you see Plaza's Porkisher. And then the bar starts. And it goes the entire length of the property until you look out the east side exit. And I don't remember what it looks out to. But it literally runs the entire Fremont Strength Lake of the property. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. Okay. I mean, think okay. about it. It's an entire city block. That's what that's yeah. what Derek and, and the Stevens group yeah. ended up buying, an entire city block. And and he built a bar that is basically a city block. The wall. whole length. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 massive. Pictures don't do it justice. The pool is fucking awesome. Planet Hollywood could take some notes. It's got a crazy long escalator ride, oh, though. I hate that escalator. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I literally and and according to Twitter, there are other places in the world that have great big long, even longer escalators than that. But literally, we walked up to it and I stepped on and I went, "Holy shit!" It literally, yeah. and I think Scott shared I, a video and and like the video was like a minute and seventeen seconds long. Like that's how long it takes to ride this thing. I like on the way up, um, I had to kind of keep looking down or looking off to the side or something. I couldn't. And I get motion sickness, so we've established that. So let's preface it with that. But on the way down, 
I literally had to turn around facing backwards and look down at my phone. <laughs> oh. Because I was, I was like nauseous immediately getting on it. And fortunately, Mark, being the wonderful husband he is, was there to tell me, hey, you're getting close to the bottom. You're going to have to step <laughs> off and not, you know, get stuck in the escalator. Right. Um, it, it's, it, that was insane. But the pool area itself, it's, it's not even, you don't, so one of the, the things, I had somebody ask me today, it's like, well, can you still see, like, the Fremont Street experience and stuff from it? I'm like, you completely forget that the Fremont Street experience is even there. Yeah. Because wow. it's it's literally the height of, like, you can see the very top part of the canopy off on the, the left-hand side. But that's not what you're looking at. You're looking at this massive video screen. And I thought it was so cool because when we were there on Thursday... Uh, there was a, an NFL game on. So they're showing the, the NFL game on the, the, the whole entirety of the screen, except for commercials, when there's a DJ booth right down in the middle of the screen, and the DJ would just start playing music. And then he'd stop when the game came back on, so you didn't have to listen to the commercials. It was really cool. That's ingenious. Um, Absolutely genius. But yeah, the, the, I, I think they're still working out the kinks of who can get into the pool and when, and do they charge you or do they not? Um, we were able to, you know, we just went in because we weren't going to hang out there. We just wanted to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walk through security and, oh, my God, their security is ridiculous. I had a... Oh, tell me more. What does that, that mean? It's not, it's not bad. They're just everywhere. Oh, they, you cannot bring anything in. No food, no drink, no nothing. So, like, literally my purse, and I forgot I had it. So he's going through my purse, and it's not a big purse. It's a little one. And I have a little, like, Lara bar, like little snack bar. And he's going through my purse, and all of a sudden he pulls it open, he points down, he goes, what is that? I'm like, oh, sorry, it's a Laura <laughs> bar. And he's bar. like, you can't take that in and throw it out. I'm like, all right, throw wow. it out. Like, they, it, no food, no outside food or drink at all. Okay. Um, yeah. But once you get outside and you see this massive space, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't okay. even describe it until you've seen it. Yep. Sure. Back inside, Vicky is back and working for the first time in 40 years. Her leg's now kicking. Oh, she's um, gorgeous. Although it doesn't work all the time. Uh, I was, I've been there at times when, when her leg isn't kicking. So I don't know if there's a schedule, if it only comes on in the evening. or. Yeah, what. it wasn't. When, when I was there, it wasn't kicking. But she is big and uh, just she takes up a massive amount of space. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. There's also new tiers for the one card. And now free parking is a perk for Maverick and Legend status. Which means we have to get up to status. Yeah, we got we to start <laughs> focusing our play. And then uh, uh, the last or the uh, the grand opening night that we were there, I just wanted to uh, just say that I uh, give some shout outs. See, I didn't want to say shout out. Oh, That's well. what I was trying to avoid. She's <laughs> <laughs> I, I hung what out with exact Scott term that you know. at Vital Vegas, Randy and Jadon, and uh, I got to meet a listener, a newish Vegas local, Ben McGovern. Cool. And then lastly, the last thing that we've done at Circus so far is Karen and I had dinner at Victory Burger. We've got reservations for Barry's Downtown Prime for next week, so next week we'll have another FHE for you. But uh, for this week, we did uh, Victory Burger. Karen, what did you think of Victory Burger? I, I'm, I'm torn. So we it, it wasn't what I expected when we walked up to it. Agreed. Because you have to, you stand in line, you walk up to the counter, and you order. Tony, have you ever been to, like, a, a baseball game or something like that? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Once when I was drunk. <laughs> see, see, once when he was there. So th- this Victory Burger is set up to look like a concession stand is what it looks like. I see. I don't agree with that. All right. Well, that's that's what it is. 
so do you, you stand in line and you walk up and order, and then you have the option of dining in or taking out. And if you dine in, they give you a little number on a you know a little stand, and you go find a place to sit. So that wasn't quite what I expected. the The food was good. We had uh, we ordered the chicken tenders. We got their victory burger and we got their um, waffle fries. And the chicken tenders, I will say, were quality. I mean, they were really good, all white meat, chicken, you know, juicy. They weren't dried out. The breading wasn't too thick. All of that was great. Uh, the burger was good. I don't know if it was $16 good. Yeah, Scott Ooh. agrees with you. Wow. Okay. And okay. I think I think the tenders... And we got what like six of them bucks or something? Yeah, and they were big. They were big been tenders a meal for the two of us. Sure. Oh no, the, yeah, we've talked about that before. The next time we could just get an order of tenders, and we'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were twelve or thirteen bucks, and then whatever. So let me put it this way: we got the tenders, waffle fries, a burger, a coke, and a bottle of water, and it was forty-five bucks. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. The only buddy, only person doing a victory from ordering the victory burger is Derek Stevens. He's like, yeah, look at this asshole. Forty five dollars. Here's the thing: the food was was good. Like, it was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Holstein's. It wasn't like um, see an LVB burger. It wasn't like um, BBDs. It wasn't. It wasn't a place that you're like. Oh my God! You like burgers? You've got to go try this place. True, true. And although the tenders are really good, they weren't for Mark like Blue Ribbon is. Blue Mark will go back to Blue Ribbon in a heartbeat. Yeah, they were good, but they weren't that. So that's good to know. Okay. I I, right. I mean, would I go back again? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good food option if you're at Circa and yes. you're hungry. It sure. is. Yeah. That's that's interesting that he's going for that sort of. Um, how do I want to phrase it? That sort of setup, right? Like I, I, when I saw victory burger, the first thing I had kind of in my head was, um, I heart burger, LV burger, whatever you want. And I I was thinking too, a place where you go in and you sit down and you order food. Yeah. You're going to pay a little more for it, but you're getting a nice sit down experience while eating a, 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 an elevated burger. Right. And I, again, I, I want to be careful here because I don't want it to sound like I'm ripping on anything with Circa. And it's not because, you know, I, I've got yeah, a thing. You can rip on Circa. Well, no, it's not Circa. But it's, you, don't, you don't have to love it all. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't love it. And that makes me sad because it's in Circa and I really want to. Right. Sure. <laughs> so that's I just I want to encourage people to go and try it for themselves. You know, I think it's I, and we were talking about this. We couldn't think of another burger spot on Fremont. At least not in a casino. Yeah, that you would say, hey, I mean, let's there's places go. you can get burgers, but it's not like a burger. Right, but, not, right. but it's not what they do. Right. Yeah. So, and I do want to try their wings. I think Scott posted a picture of their wings that looked really good. Yeah. So I do want to try those. But, um, yeah, it just, it, it was good food. I mean, it was good quality. I would eat it again. I just don't. I don't think they're priced right. Yeah, it's it's really like I said, sixteen bucks for a burger that had. That's another reason why I swear that it's it's meant to be a concession stand because that's the kind of prices you would pay if you were actually at a game. Jeez, okay, I well guess. that's okay. That's a good point. At yeah, I didn't consider it that way. The setup I didn't think was like a concession stand, but when you look at that and pray, okay, yeah, that because it's also it's on the second floor overlooking sports the sports book, book. Yeah. so that so might talk make to sense. me about that. What's that like? The, the 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 overlook of the of the rest of the casino from that second floor. Talk oh, to us about awesome. that. It's awesome. It's surrounded with video poker machines. It's it's 
It's gorgeous. So, so from the second floor, unless you are, so they have kind of like a, a I hate to call it a bar because it's not a bar, but it's a, you know, a row of video poker machines that go all the way around, around the outside of like a balcony that overlooks okay. into it. If okay. you're just standing behind that, you can only see the top half of the video screens. Like you have to be on the main floor to be able to see all of it. Right. But they've got okay. so many things playing that it's it's fine. I mean, you can still see what you need to. I, the the poker or the, the poker the sports book area itself just looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's expensive though. I will warn. We were looking because we wanted to <laughs> get a table one of these days. Like, oh, that would be fun. It's like thirty four hundred dollars or something for some of these oh, tables. Shit. And now now that's thirty four hundred dollars that you have to spend in food and beverage. But Karen and I were like. Jesus, even if we got like four of our fucking friends, I don't know if I could spend three I mean, a table grand for six in and food and, and I don't know that I want to spend that much in a day. Right. In That's food a, and food. But even like I feel like I should be dead at the end of that day. If, if, <laughs> I, if, if I spent $3,400 worth of food and booze and football games, I had better be dead. But even, and you have to check into the prices, and I don't want to misquote because I know my, Mark was looking at them, but any of the like seats in the sports book you have to reserve and pay for. Right. And so even if you wanted like one of the, the recliners, you know, that had the cup holders in each side, those are like 175 bucks. Something like that. Just, just to rent a seat. Wow. I know. You know, I guess I, to a, to a small extent, I could understand if they were willing to say it's $3,400 for this table. Now we don't care if, what combination of, and hear me out on this kids, because this is kind of ingenious, right? I, we don't care if it's what combination of food, drink, and gambling bets that yep. you place, yeah. uh-huh. right? Yeah. Because that's all of a sudden, you know, when you divide 3,400 amongst four people, again, that's still not inexpensive, still but, but, but it, it helps absorb some of that cost $3,400 times 16, uh, excuse me, $3,400 divided by $16 for a chicken wing, a chicken a tenders, burger. you burger. get 212 orders. <laughs> <of burgers. laughs> oh, I saw something today though. And this, I'm actually so excited about okay. um, the barbecue joint, the barbecue project. Yeah. If you are, if you have a spot in the sports book, they will deliver to you a whole roasted pig. Nice. <laughs> Complete with I mean, like fireworks, off, like little sparklers off the side going off. And I was like, okay, if that's how I had to spend my third, you know, $3,000 to have a whole roasted pig <laughs> delivered to me, especially if they will box that shit up and I can take it home. It yes, up. please. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. So, Mark, um, I, you know, I alluded to this back uh, at the beginning of the podcast, which at this point has been an hour and 17 minutes ago. So I apologize. I'm part and parcel of why this uh, podcast has lasted Stop so it. long. But you, you know. You, I have highlighted here on my script two comments as it relates to your uh, review of uh, Circa. That is the fact that the sports book is enormous. The whole place is built around it. And, and this is the important part. Pictures don't do it justice. And the next one is Mega Bar might be too long. Pictures don't do it justice. Again, I go back to the comment that I had made at the beginning of the podcast. A large reason why I kind of avoided circa pictures and reviews and comments and whatever on Twitter is because I have a sneaking suspicion a lot of this 
to truly and Karen to your point about Vegas Vicky to truly be able to appreciate what your what's going on in Circa yeah. you got to see it to believe it it's 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 like trying to give a haircut over the telephone right like like it, you can't describe <laughs> it you can you can listen to this podcast and, and Mark and Karen can do their best to try to um, you know paint a picture with a thousand words or you just got to show up and you just got to see it for yourself and take it all in because it's, I, I agree. With you. It's beautiful. I mean, the, the property is gorgeous and I don't think the weird thing was when I went, I didn't feel like I was on Fremont. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, even with what awesome. Derek did with the D, you knew you were on Fremont. This right. to me doesn't feel like you're on Fremont. Right. Now, and one thing we didn't talk about were the table limits. Oh, yeah. Please do. Nothing less than $15. Most of them were 25 or higher. Yeah. And that was midweek. Wow. Which, I mean, I think Golden Nugget's kind of doing that anyway. So I don't think it's, I think, unfortunately, 15 is going to be the new 10. And there are some of us that are just going to have to adjust our brains to thinking that way. Exactly. But, um... No, I mean, it, it's, and they had plenty of table games. They had a ton, all the slot machines they have are the new fancy ones. There are nothing, there's nothing old school. The bar tops are curved. Yes, even the bar tops are uh, curved. Uh, um, they're beautiful. Again, they're brand new, but they're beautiful. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 Tony, I kind of agree with it because I didn't look, I mean, I, I looked when I woke up in the morning to kind of see what people had posted and more for pictures of people that were down there because you know they had the whole black tie you know private event before and all that kind of stuff but um yeah until you see it it's it's a casino but it's the newest shiniest thing you've ever seen especially for being downtown on fremont yep no this is listen i I wanted to dislike Derek Stevens at the very beginning. And I don't know if it's, you know, one of those things where Come on, he's a Michigan boy. Jealous. I know. Right. Like by all rights, I should love the guy. Uh, but you know, maybe it was jealousy that this guy was successful and was able to, to do and become and be and live the life that I've wanted to live or had wanted to live or would lo- love to live. Uh, but I, I have, um, I have quickly checked my my bad attitude, my want, my, my jealousy. I think is the best way to phrase it. I I, I support the guy a hundred percent, and I just I, I like him, I respect him, and this is this is going to be interesting. Like I I I don't think for a second that it won't be successful, but I also want to just it makes me nervous that that downtown grand has to start offering $1 blackjack to get people to come into their casino. And here's Derek Stevens opening up this brand new, beautiful billion dollar casino. Um, and, and, and Boyd can't reopen main street station because California is down 71%. I just, I, I, I now that, that being said, I, I will respect He's opening in a very unique time, and he could have hit the pause button and held off on opening circuit, and he didn't. Ergo, more reason why I will give the poor, you know, this this fine fellow verbal fellatio on our podcast. <laughs> but um, I, I just I I want him to be successful, and I'll do, don't don't you worry, Derek. I'm going to give you lots of money. I love the meme from Futurama where the guy holds out his wallet and says, "Just take my money." But here here's the the flip side of that. And I'll actually link what Jonathan Jossel has done at Plaza because Plaza has been very much out there since this whole reopening. You know, Derek, when 
the casinos first reopened, what offered, was it a thousand free flights to people to come out to Vegas? Like he has been upfront and, you know, hey, we're still here and hey, this is what we're doing and hey, I'm invested. And if you don't know who Derek Stevens is, you're not paying attention. So that I think is very different than what the downtown grand has been doing. Cause I don't know who's running the downtown grand. It's probably some big corporation someplace. I don't know, you know, Boyd, they don't have a, yes, they have a name, but they don't have a spokesperson. They don't have somebody that's out there, you know, in front of things. Um, it, what I found so fascinating with at the opening night they had, and I'm going to miss somebody, but, um, the, the very first craps table that they had at Circa, they had Derek Stevens, Jonathan Jostle, I think it was the CEO of Resorts World. God, who else did they have? It was nobody from Caesars or MGM, but they were all other casino properties or hosts in Las Vegas were at that first table, and they drew cards to see who would get the first throw. So, I mean, he's, Derek's done stuff to keep people engaged where other properties I don't think have. So, you know, that's, that's my only difference between that and downtown grand. I think they're being managed and run very differently. I don't know that I, and and I'll be the first to concede that I've, I've, I've intentionally kind of stayed off from, I mean, let's also be, I'm also going to be a hundred percent clear with everybody. I'm also staying off uh, Twitter until we get to like November 4th. I'm so tired of politics. And I mean, Twitter is the worst. I mean, Twitter really is the worst. (laughs) Um, so maybe I missed that, but Karen, that story right there of, of sharing that, you know, the, the opening of this casino oh, yeah. or excuse me, crap table is, are these individuals? That's so ingenious. This, some, uh, whether it's Derek himself or some combination of him and his team are so have their finger on the pulse of they do. the you and me's of, of the gambling loving Vegas, because it's just, we love the city. That's so ingenious. And who wouldn't want to at least have gotten a picture of that and of, of it being a who's who. So that when the osses of, Oh, and the there future, are, whatever <laughs> there are, Tony, there's plenty of pictures out there over the, okay. all the folks that were at the table. You'll, you'll be able to go back and find them at some point, I'm sure. But yeah, it, it was, no, you're right. He's, he's got his finger on it and he's staying engaged and not doing this from afar. And I think that's the difference. Uh, thank you guys for this FHE. I knew that this was going to be my most favorite part of the <laughs> podcast was getting to hear about, you know, your firsthand experience being down there and, and checking it out. And you have not, uh, you have not diminished my want of getting to check this place out. I, I just, and, and knowing that there's something going on with uh, the movie casino, yeah, Tony and his wife may kind of do a little stealth trip into uh, Vegas with Mark and Karen to check out something fun. There so anyway, that's all I've got to say about that. That's going to do it for episode number 345. Uh, 345. Thank you for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. We do that at zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360 Vegas podcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? 
I'm at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me, so till next time. Yeah.